Looking for a new 1500 Silverado? Shop Beatty Chevrolet and get 2.9% APR for 72 months on a new 1500 Silverado. Yes, 2.9% for 72 months. Or, if you want a new car and a Chevy Malibu fits your lifestyle, check out Beatty Chevrolet's Malibus under $25,000 till the end of the month. And as always, buy with confidence with the Beatty Warranty for Life. Beatty Chevrolet on Parkside Drive, online at BeattyChevrolet.com. Beatty Chevrolet, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. Welcome to the show on the Stanley Fencing and Gates Hotline. Jim Nagy, he is the Executive Director of the Senior Bowl. And Jim, we really appreciate you taking some time to join us this afternoon. A uh, number of directions we can go uh, as we're just uh, a little more than a week removed from the Senior Bowl. I want to start out asking about Darnell Wright, uh, an offensive lineman who performed really well for Tennessee, especially the last couple of seasons, and appeared to do so down in Mobile. What did you see from Darnell Wright? What kind of improvement has he made to now be getting some first-round projections with the NFL draft. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me back on, guys. I love coming on with you. Um, I'll tell you what, Vol Nation is uh, is strong. If, if we're just basing it off, of, off social media, um, Vol Nation might have the best fan base in the entire country. But uh, back to, to, to Darnell, yeah, he had a great week. He had a great season. Um, you know, he was he was one of our highest rise, probably like two or three in the top two or three guys from like our junior grades over the summer to where we ended up with him um, off the senior tape, which was the second round. And we had a late draftable grade on off his junior tape. So that move from the left side to the right side um, really made a difference. You know, I, I hate framing it this way because, you know, guys rarely look like just different players, but he almost looked like a different player on the right side this year, a lot more comfortable um, really cleaned up his hand stuff. His hand use was great. And he just locked people up down here. He, he, he looked exactly the way I he would look. And, and, again, during the week, I don't get a lot of time to watch these guys on the field because there's just so many NFL people and college coaches and agents that I'm, I'm to do during practice. And, and I've just started to get into the tape right now. But, um, yeah, he looks like a, an immediate day one starting right tackle off tape I've seen so far. And, I think it's going to be down to two guys. It's going to be him or Dewan Jones from Ohio State, who also had a a good one day down here. He he uh, he had an injury after the first practice, but I think it's going to be those two guys battling out to be that first right tackle off the board, and and usually that those guys go in the first round. So um, yeah, Darnell helps himself a lot. Josh Heupel's offense, we know, was the best in the country last year, putting up a lot of points, Hendon and, and, and Jalen Hyatt and what those guys were able to do. When it comes to evaluating offensive players in a system like this, we, we know this system is not going to be ran at the NFL. What type of things do the scouts look at and, and identify that could possibly translate to the next level? Well, you, you, look at, you just look at the tools, first of all. Um, you know, the, the size, the strength, the power – um, the foot with the feet, um, the length. I mean, he's, he's got all that stuff. So, yeah, schematically, um, there's things you have to project a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but certainly he's a guy now you feel like it's going to be a day one starting right tackle. And I think he could play some guard as well. Um, so, so I, you know, it's not going to apples to apples. I mean, I think that's Kevin can tell you that's something NFL scouts have to deal with all the time, regardless of position. Um, you might have to ask them to do things they weren't asked to do at the college level. So then you, you just get back down to the down to the physical traits and the instincts um, in the field, and that's where I felt like Darnell looked a lot more comfortable. I mean, I thought he he saw things quicker, he reacted to things quicker, um, and again that 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 bodes well for his move inside a guard if a team wanted to move him inside a guard. And and there were a couple teams I spoke to during the week that felt like they have the right tackle of the future already on the roster. 
And that was the. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with Cheap Caribbean Vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Thing they wanted to see during Senior Bowl week is can he be a guard as well? And I think most teams left the week feeling like if they did have right tackle in place, he could he could certainly be an immediate starter at guard as well. Man, that's great to hear on Darnell Wright um, after spending some time with him at Tennessee. Uh, really proud of what he's accomplished, man. Coming out of his shell and um, and sounds like the future's bright, Jim. <clears throat> um, yeah, no doubt. He made a nice jump this year. Huge jump this year. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Jim, so, so you know, every year there's guys that, that help themselves over the course of the Senior Bowl week, right? You know, guys like uh, like Aaron Donald, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. When, um, you know, when, when I was with the Cowboys, we coached a game in 2015 or 2016, ended up taking him that same year. Um, <clears throat> you know, Zach Martin, Patrick Willis, these guys come to mind. But in your mind – who helped themselves the most during the practice week in the hearts and minds of the general managers, head coaches, and scouts in attendance? Yeah, I'd say also your guys, one of your balls. I think Josh Palmer helped himself a ton a couple of years ago too. Yeah. Um, this year, I, I think you can you can point right uh, first at our practice player of the week, and Tajay Spears, the running back from Tulane. And and you know we do our practice players of the week with guys that go up against. That's one thing we've changed up since since we got here five years ago is, you know, the O-line votes on the D-line and the, the corner vote on the receivers. I just, I just think that's a lot more meaningful for the players than, um, you know, have like me picking them or having yeah. senior bowls pick them. Um, but the, the practice player of the week is voted on. I, I pull, I, I get together with, uh, you know, I get a vote from one of one person, one exec from all 32 teams. And I think Tajay, uh, was kind of the, the runaway winner. There was there was other guys with multiple votes, but Tajay really kind of ran away with that this year. So I'd say Tajay Spears made a really big jump, and then you can always point to small school guys um, that made the biggest jumps. Just because I don't I don't know if teams, you know, it's the level of comp reservation that teams might have going into the week. So um, there, there's some there's some small school guys that, that fall into that category, like Nick Saldaveri from ODU. But if, if you know, just pulling it back to for us. I mean, I would say, looking, I'm just staring at our board right now. Um, we had John Michael Schmidt, the center from Minnesota, is kind of like a fringe third, fourth pick. Um, and, man, he showed a lot better than, than I even thought he would. He's been a great player at Minnesota. Um, but he looked great down here during the week, and now there's, there's talk with guys in the league that I've gotten feedback from. They think he's going to be the first center taken and could go in the first round as well. So wow. for a big cool guy to jump like that, that's a, that's a, that's a good week for John Michael Schmidt. And you know how it is, Jim, being on the road and seeing you guys, um, you develop a vision for them about how they're going to impact the team. You know, whether it's going to, you know, he's a day one starter or, 
and he may need some time and reps to develop. But uh, but I can see by by midseason week eight or certainly by year two, man, this guy's going to become a starter for us at corner, at receiver, you know, uh, at D tackle, interior offensive line, quarterback. You know, who who are maybe I know you mentioned the kid from Minnesota. But who else over the course of the week was better than you anticipated? Just because I remember, you know, just in my time scouting, there was guys that, that would impress me. Um, and, and, you know, on draft day, I'd pound the table for them a little bit harder to try to get them to be a part of our organization with the Cowboys or when I was the Falcons. Yeah, I, there's always guys like that, Kevin. I mean, for us, you know, there's guys that come down here and, and you know, are, are pleasant surprises for our staff. I think Keanu Benton, who's a big nose tackle, Three technique from Wisconsin um, had a great week. Again, we had him as a kind of a fringe top hundred, third, fourth round guy. He's probably going to go in the, the in you know probably a top seventy five pick now. You mm-hmm. know somewhere in the in the middle of the second, he had a great week. Um, you know, just working across the board right now. Will McDonald from Iowa State made a nice jump. I think he was more of a middle to second to middle of third, and I think he's going to be going to be higher than that. Derek Hall just keeping keeping an SEC. Um, Derek Hall from Auburn was the guy that you know we had in the early second round, and and now just talking to guys like Daniel Jeremiah and, and you know guys that have actually you know been on the road and scouted and lived that that we live, um, sounds like Derek Hall could be a top twenty-five pick now. So um, when you jump like fifteen spots, if you're if you're the fourth pick and you get to twenty-five, like Kadarius Tony was a couple years ago, Kate most teams had KT in that you know, 35 to 50 range, you end up going 20. That's a, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Derek, Derek, when you can move at that point in the draft up, you know, 10, 15 spots with how it seems like Derek did. Um, yeah. He made himself a lot of money. Jim Nagy here with us, executive director of the senior bowl, uh, Hendon hooker. Not a lot of talk about him so far during the interview. Uh, Jim describe to us and the people listening, your, your viewpoint of watching Hendon work without actually, being able to compete physically. Yeah, that was a, a kind of one-off decision. I, I got asked that during the week quite a bit, like why Hennon was able to come down here and, and not participate. And I just, again, it's just a, a one-off thing. I don't make a habit of that at all. Um, you know, we want guys that are going to be down here and on the field and then put themselves on the line. But uh, with Hennon, I think quarterback's a little bit different position. I think the, the, the time in the meeting room, uh, you know, with the other quarterbacks, and, and obviously the interview time is critical for that position group. And then Hendon earned it. I mean, everyone up there, all the Vol fans saw. I mean, the guy probably would have been in, in New York for the Heisman had he stayed, had he, you know, not had that ACL. And uh, I just think he deserved it. And he did a great job behind the scenes. He was out of practice, uh, you know, providing leadership, providing support for his other guys, and then just the, the feedback that I've received from teams that that, the teams that uh, met with him. And he did meet with every team, but the teams I've asked specifically about him, and they said he did a great job. So hopefully that will make his combine a little easier. Um, as Kevin can tell you, Senior Bowl week uh, here in Mobile is a little more laid back. I feel like you, you kind of meet the guy before the, they get stuck too much by the agents. And uh, it gives them a comfort level after being here going up to Indy for the combine. So, um, yeah, I loved having him here. I, w- I wish he could have been out there doing his thing, but um, – I know we got a lot out of, out of the experience. Yeah, Jim Nagy with us. Is there anything else you can share in terms of the feedback, um, how teams are viewing him, because they do still have that injury question, but also what they've already seen from him on the field and communication, just kind of where things stand for Hendon as a prospect right now? 
Well, I think we're we're you know we're going to go to the combine and, and get a, the team finally get a get a feel for the update on the injury, right? It's, it's, he's a quarterback, so I think ideally, you know, he's probably going to miss OTAs uh, certainly, but you want to have him ready for for the start of training camp in August and get him some work. So um, the combine medical will be huge when it comes to that. And, and again, talking to guys that you know, I talked about Darnell Wright making a big jump for us. Um, you know, we had Hendon in the in the fourth round, fourth, fifth round grade. Same with Bo Nix from uh, Oregon. Those were the two guys that we had in the senior class um, that jumped from day three to day two over the the senior year. I thought Hendon played really, really, really well. Um, and now we'll see we'll see where that goes. You know, whether I think in a lot of teams the same thing. A lot of teams had day two grades on them uh, went healthy. We'll see how much the injury affects it. Um, but I, I don't expect him to. I, I don't expect him to get a fourth round. He's just he's too good of a player and too good of a person. So, Jim, so you know we had the Super Bowl last night. Your former team, a lot of your former colleagues, guys that that are close knit and, and mean a lot to you. Um, you know, obviously Trey Smith. You know, getting a Super Bowl ring. All of us out here in East Tennessee. You know, we're ecstatic about that. But just some of your thoughts on on last night's game and and the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great game. I mean, I had I had no real rooting interest. Yeah, I, I did work for the Chiefs for four years, and so I know a lot of those guys that are still left on the scouting staff and on the you know on the support staff. All the equipment guys are still there. The video guys are still there. So happy for them that most of those guys got ring number two. And and you mentioned Trey. I mean, it just it reminds me of uh, you know what Trey did down here in Mobile. And you know, I think everyone's aware of the of the medical situation with the blood clots. That's not breaking news at all, but. Uh, you know, there was some there was some talk coming out of the week that Trey was the best lineman at the game that year, and he and, and Creed Humphrey, who was you know an All Pro year and, and just his second year, um, was on the same team with Trey. So that's saying a lot. But uh, you know, I think there was some injury concerns. So to see, you know, we I got calls from teams leading up to the draft, and a couple teams called me, um, you know, on draft day when they saw him falling. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of GMs kicking themselves for letting Trey last. To, I think he went in the sixth round. Um, just happy for Trey, man. I mean, he's been through so much. It's cool to see him get him a ring, and, and he's going to be a part of a really good team for a long time. That that team is built to sustain. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're back in that game, you know, multiple times over the next five years. Yeah, Trey, one of the great stories. Uh, Jim, last thing, we'll get you out of here. Jim Nagy's with us, Senior Bowl Executive Director. Another former player of yours there at the Senior Bowl is Jalen Hurts. Uh, if you think about him as a prospect, what you saw three years ago, to what you saw last night, what, what is the lesson there that you might share to future players that you'll talk to, prospects that you'll bring in of what he was as a prospect and what he's become as a quarterback in the NFL now? Yeah, I mean, I think the lesson for for evaluators is just, um, and, uh, and it's another lesson reinforced for me, like don't ever put a ceiling on a guy that's an elite worker, an elite competitor. I mean, Jalen had those two things, and I compared him a lot to Dak Prescott when he was down here for the week, and um, the crazy part is, I mean, I remember him getting asked the press conference if if he was going to be used at another offensive skill position during the week, and I, I quickly shot those down before Jim could even get a chance to answer it. Um, but it's incredible, you know. I I thought Jalen would be a starter in the league, but there's a whole a whole different level being a you know a starter and being a franchise quarterback. And I think Jalen proved that this year. But again, that's just a testament to how hard he's worked and the in the competitor and leader that he is. And, and again, he he's gotten better every year. So I think his best football is still in front of him. That's why, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm certainly bummed out at the outcome from last night. But um, the future is bright in Philly with that guy. You know, hopefully they'll lock, get him locked up in the off season. 
and uh, they're going to win for a long time as well. Both those those two teams from last night are, are here to stay for a while. Agree with that. Hey, Jim, uh, this was great. Thanks for all the insight. Thanks for the perspective. Thanks for taking some time to join us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.